guess what y'all we black in the garden hey we back for the 20 twin so that's what we're doing (laughs) welcome back y'all welcome 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 into the new decade into the 20 twin the hashtag 20 twin on black in the garden and i hope that everybody is in good spirits i hope that everybody made it Whew, it was a rough one this year before, but we here and uh, we are going forth with planted intentions. I know y'all listened to the last episode, right? Y'all listened to the last episode with Wes uh, King Wizard on the Instagrams, the uh, Instagram, you know what I'm trying to say. And uh, he definitely gave us some wisdom on how we can really use this, this awesome, dope, amazing energy that we're getting from our plants. We're not just enjoying our plants. We are also able to uh, use them to aid us in manifesting our intentions. And you know, when you go into a new year, you all about them intentions. I don't even want to talk about resolutions. I feel like that's old news. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. Whatever you do, that's you. But yeah, Plant some intentions. Get your plants together. Plant some intentions. And you know, I I come in this thing hot. (laughs) I come into this podcast, Black in the Garden. I come in here hot almost every week. And it take me a minute before I remember to let y'all know who I am. I am Cola B. Talking, your hostess with the mostest, plantrepreneur, and all the other things planty and nerdy. But I'm your host here at the intersection of black culture and horticulture. And I just want to thank y'all for joining us. Black in the Garden, 2020, we doing it. Now I know that it is early in the year, yes, but wins are already happening, gains are already happening. We are already making positive change. I myself, on my plantrepreneurial journey, am already getting started with a new project signing a contract, making sure I get my coin, making sure I get my bag. You know, we got to get our bag, right? So I'm doing all those things. And I just uh, spoke with a daycare facility that is going to have me come in and help them teach the children, teach the children about gardening and science and nutrition and, you know, all the things. Because gardening is not just one thing. You don't just kind of isolate that kind of knowledge and and wisdom and and expertise and just, you know, that subject content, especially when it pertains to children, there's definitely so many ways that they can benefit from getting that information and getting that experience, exposure, all of those good things. So I am very excited to be celebrating that win with you all and encouraging you all and hoping to inspire you to, to determine what can I do? If I love plants so much, how can I too become a plantrepreneur? And I encourage you, hey, reach out. Just hit me up on the email. Uh, what's my email? Y'all know the email, blackinthegarden at gmail.com. It's not that hard. <laughs> but I do encourage you to reach out if you're trying to figure that thing out. I mean, we build a community. So I am more than happy to kind of you know brainstorm with you a little bit and let you know all the many ways that you can go about it. I mean, we can grow herbs, we can host events, plant swaps. We all over. Like, I know we all over. I know 
I be looking at them in analytics and I know that Black in the Garden is reaching over 25 states. That's like half of the states. So let's just go ahead and get all the rest of the states. Y'all make sure y'all are sharing. But I want to share with y'all how you can get on that journey if that is something that you're interested in. So by all means, feel free. Don't be shy. Reach out. Holler at me on Instagram. You know the, the tag, the handle, Black in the Garden, at Black in the Garden. You know what it is. It's all Black in the Garden, everything, obviously. And I appreciate y'all's support continuing going forward. But yeah, let's celebrate our wins. We we I'm sure some of us are already celebrating. And reach out to me and let me know what wins you're celebrating. Let me know what's popping in your community. Are you helping with a community garden? Are you thinking about setting up a community garden? You should set up a community garden. The community needs a garden. I don't care what community you're in. You need a garden. Now y'all know Y'all know being black out here, especially in the hoods. I mean, I know some of y'all live in the burbs and some of y'all real fancy and fly and high rises and condos and all that. And shout out to you for being fly and being uh, affluent and all those good things. But the truth of the matter is, no matter where you are, especially if you up there in, in your affluence, the hood still needs you. There's education. There is access to food. I'm talking about food deserts. Y'all know we don't even have to get into the science. We don't have to get into the statistics to know that when it comes to considering underserved communities and where they are, there's usually our people there. There's usually black people there. And so we need to get out and get in there and we need to revive the community gardens that already exist there because in some of those communities, there are already gardens and we just need someone to come in with some energy and, and get that popping. And we're definitely going to be having an episode discussing community gardens and community gardening coming up before the spring because y'all, we got to get it together. Like the way that the system is, as far as the way that food is distributed and the way that we have access to food, our people at large are in the most need. And so it would be beneficial to all of us for everybody who has the means to just get out there, take some time. I encourage you. I definitely want to encourage you, especially, you know how it is, new year, new me. Look, let the new you be contributing to your people, especially, you know, I mean, I would be remiss as the Black in the Garden host to not be out here encouraging us to make sure that we are getting our hands in the dirt so that we can make sure that our people can eat and have access to the fresh food, fresh produce, fresh vegetables that we need to thrive. This is all, it's, there's so much in, involved in it, but above all, we need to get involved. So yeah, that's my PSA. I just had to say that. That was on my heart. That's been on my heart. And I'm glad that I finally got the chance to let y'all know what was on my heart. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not about perfection. I've said this on the podcast before. It is not about perfection. It is execution over perfection. It is getting something done. And most of the time when we do get something done, it's not a perfect thing. We are not perfect individuals, but we are perfectly capable of at the very least trying. So let's just make sure that we keep that in mind before we let ourselves get tripped up in the pursuit of perfection. I know that we're making all kinds of plans 
this time of year. Uh, I know we're planting gardens and um, we don't have to make it all perfect and uh, plot it out and measure it out and all that good stuff. We just really need some seeds and some good intentions and a little bit of space, some love, light and soil, and, and we can get it popping. Make sure while we're talking about seeds that you do check for our girl, Stephanie, the seed slayer from our first interview that we had on Black in the Garden. Definitely shout out to Seed Mail, okay? Seed Mail, Seed Co. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Go back to episode two and uh, make sure that you get some of those good seeds because we we need to get it popping, okay? We're going to get it popping. No worries about that. And speaking of getting it popping, I am very much excited and thrilled to announce another win. I consider this a win, uh, an affiliation with Rooted Pots. Uh, we're getting into, we're about to get into this interview with Yinka Alade, the creator of Rooted Pots. It's a dope story. It is just a, what an amazing creator. I'm telling you, uh, creative to the core and uh, Rooted Pots are pots for the culture. But like I said, this is an affiliation, y'all, sponsorship, if you will. But it is definitely uh, an opportunity for us to elevate our gardening swag by getting our hands on these rooted pots. First, you need to listen to the story. I first, you need to listen to the story, but also check the show notes and also check the link, which is in the show notes. So it's all good. The link in the show notes, as well as the link on the Instagram page to get to the link, the affiliate link for Black in the Garden, because this is your opportunity to support Black business, support Black gardening podcast, Black in the Garden, with the affiliate link that we have provided with the discount, the 10% hookup is what I'm calling it, 10% hookup with the referral link that is in the show notes, as well as on just go to the show notes, y'all, because, you know, I could say it, but it's actually one of those kind of links where it's like forward slash HTTP and all that stuff. So I'm going to make it easy for you by putting it in the show notes and make sure that you check for that. And stay tuned because we definitely have those giveaway details that I know y'all are also tuning in for. And we're going to get it popping. Hey, y'all. Hey, Soil Cousins. I need to have a word with you. This is a public service announcement about voting because we all need to do it. All right. So we know this is a uh, election year. All right. There's a it's a presidential election, but we need to be mindful of a couple specific things. There are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. All right. So what you need to do is go to ballot ready. That's B-A-L-L-O-T r-e-a-d-y.org for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. You can see the whole thing. You need to know what's on there so you don't get in the booth looking cray or just being completely uninformed and leaving some parts blank. Leaving it blank, yo, that's just an opportunity for evil to prevail. And the last thing we need is for evil doing that. So from there on the ballot ready site, you can compare your candidates based on their stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then you can save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. We have options. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote because we need a plan. 
early on or on election day. This election matters. So make sure that you have a plan to vote so that you can vote informed, y'all. And I want to make sure that you understand that it is, you might be unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. That's really what I'm talking to you about. Like, I, I want you to consider that. We know you probably have already kind of made up your mind about who you want to vote for for president. That's your business. But if you are unfamiliar with some of the more local positions, positions, we recommend hosting a ballot party. All right. We can, we can, you know, make it a little bit fun. Get together with your friends over Zoom. Split up the research. You guys, you know, go through your ballots together so that we can be informed about these local positions that matter so much. They control things like who to prosecute and they're monitoring the quality of our drinking water and even the access to some of the spaces that we want to use for community gardening. You know, there's so many things and changes that have happened with polling places and such as a result of COVID. So we just want to make sure, well, I just want to make sure with this public service announcement that my soil cousins are prepared. Go to ballotready.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. All right. Happy New Year and welcome to our first interview of 2020, um, Black in the Garden, with the purveyor of handmade rooted pots for the culture and our first official sponsor, Yinka of Rooted Pots. Hello and welcome to Black in the Garden. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us and um, just really looking forward to uh, making sure that everybody gets a rooted pot. So we're going to get right into it uh, because I noticed this is going to be fun for both of us. I noticed that on your website, you do not have an about section. So this will be a cool way for, for people who are tuning in to, you know, get some behind the scenes information and to really learn the story. I like to say origin story of not only your, your product, Rooted Pots, but also you, the creator, and you know, how you came to be. So um, tell us about how you got here. Tell us about where you're from, who your parents are. Okay, so again, my name is Yinka Alade. I'm 35 years old, and I was born and raised down in Miami, Florida. Um, I'm, I'm down there, and pretty much my parents, they're Nigerian, and they came from Nigeria. And they came down to the United States around, like, their mid-30s because they realized that the only way to get a real good opportunity and have, like, a really good life was to get out of Nigeria and come to America and get into the medical field. So my mom hmm. is a OBGYN, and my dad was a family practice doctor which gave me a lot of, like, you know, things to look up to. So being the youngest of three boys, my parents just assumed that we're all we're going to go into medical, but it's not exactly how it worked out. I was the one in the family that just wanted to be, like, the artist, and they didn't understand that, but I just love art so much and video games that that's pretty much what I got into. Okay, so you're kind of like the black sheep, the renegade of the family. What do your, your other siblings do? Um, my oldest brother actually did exactly what my parents wanted him to do, and he became a surgeon. And the reason he became oh. a surgeon is because he actually liked 
the whole medical field. Mm-hmm. And then my middle brother, he told my parents he was going to become an ortho, um, not an orthopedic surgeon. He, was, he told him he was going to work in uh, optometry, be an eye doctor. But then he decided um, after college that he didn't want to do any of that. And then he became a cop. And now he works with the FBI. Okay, that's real official. Yeah. So you have a surgeon brother, an FBI agent brother. Of course, all of these pictures are going through my mind of all of the movies and <laughs> TV shows. I'm just picturing him busting into somebody's house or whatever. <laughs> and then we got Yinka, who is the artist, the creative in the family. I feel like I can relate on some levels. I know many listening can relate to that struggle. Was that kind of a struggle for you? Can you speak to that? Yeah, it was it was it was a struggle, but at the same time I'm a very confident person. But at the same time it was kind of tough having parents that just didn't care about artwork and just weren't going to help me at all in that part of my life. So I didn't take my first art class until I was in college. Because my parents they would not let me go to any art high school. They didn't care about any of that stuff. They just wanted me to get the best grades and get high ACT and SAT scores so I can get all the scholarships and then become a doctor, Mm -hmm. but I was never going to become a doctor. Yeah, you knew that you weren't going to become a doctor. So, wow, that's interesting. But you knew that you weren't going to become a doctor, but probably somewhere in their mind with them asserting their, their desires for your future on you, do you think that they thought that you were going to be a doctor? I think it started to settle in them when I got into college and they knew I was majoring in art and they were just like, all right, okay, we have this kid who's just going to be an artist and he's going to sell paintings on the side of the road and just be unsuccessful and he's probably going to live with us for the rest of our lives. And my mom actually admitted to me that she thought that's what was going to happen. So they were always saving up money just in case I was going to have to move back in and just live with them for the rest of my life. Wow. Wow. So when did they come around to accepting you and your artistry? Did it get to a point where you had this major accomplishment? Like, how did they get to that point for you? So and and they're supporting you. So what is funny is the major accomplishment that got my parents off my back when it came to me doing art was... So I went to college and I went to grad school and I ended up getting into the video game industry. And I was working at a company called Endspace on Hannah Montana, the movie, The Game. Now, my mom doesn't know anything about that. My dad doesn't know anything about that. They don't really care. They never understand what I was doing professionally. They got excited when I bought my first condo and then they were just like, oh, you can actually make money doing artwork. OK, cool. We'll leave you alone now. Oh, OK. Okay, so you basically had to show them a receipt. Pretty much. Like, they, that's, that's, that's all they know <laughs> as Nigerians. Like, they're all about accomplishments that get you paid. So that's why when they come down here, they either become doctors, lawyers, engineers. There's always something that's high paying and high status. But when you say, oh, as a little kid, I want to make video games for a living, they don't understand that. No one really understood that back then because video games weren't that popular back then as they are now. Right. Okay, so... Okay, you said you were 35, so you came up in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And so you came like, with the the OG video games. Mm-hmm. Like, what was, not Sega, what was, 
What was the first video game you ever played? Um, I don't, I don't recall the first video game I ever played, but I know the first video game system we had was the original Sega. So that was like, you know, yeah, Sega, then you had Nintendo, and then it went into the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. But I was so into video games that I told my dad one Christmas that I wanted Atari. And Ataris were actually hard to find back then because Ataris are really old. And no one could find Ataris, mm-hmm. but my dad, he ended up finding one. He gave it to me, and that's really how I started my journey. I went all the way back to Pac-Man and Pong and all that. And then I went all the way up to, like, Genesis and Sega and Super Nintendo and stuff like that. Yeah, what back when video games still had chords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Country. Yep. <laughs> and cartridges. Do they still have cartridges now? I can't hardly keep up. Um, they do for like some of the portable systems and stuff like that, but not too many. Like I think the Nintendo Switch still technically has cartridges, but what's cool is the cartridges was actually invented by a black man. So like there's like a whole lot of like black culture and cool things going on in the actual video game industry and technology okay. like that. Okay, that's something that we all should be looking into because you know, we're supporting black excellence and black history. In all things, obviously, with this being Black in the Garden, we are putting our emphasis on Black plant keepers and you having such a a dope uh, product for the culture. How did you get into plants in the first place? Because I know you had to be into plants before you could even desire to create a product that would be for plants. So... Me getting into plants really had everything to do like when I bought my first condo. So now I'm like, okay, I have this living space. Now I guess I'm an adult. I should probably start buying adult stuff to like, you know, decorate my my condo, my living space. Because before that, it was basically just a bunch of apartments. I was kind of living like a a kid in a dorm where like I didn't have that much stuff. So I ended up going Mm -hmm. to this plant store that was very close to my job, this nursery. And they had a whole lot of cool plants. So then I just asked them, what plant can I get that, like, was very hard to kill? And my my first plant right. ended up being, like, a, a spider plant. You know, something that's it's pretty easy to take care of. You, you can probably ignore it for, like, a month and it still won't die. That, that type of plant. And that's pretty much how I started. I went from there. Then I started getting cacti and other relatively simple to take care of plants. And just from there, it just, just got bigger and bigger and bigger. That. That's good that you realize as a person who wanted to start with plants that you need essentially starter plants. Exactly. <laughs> because all the plants named, it's like literally the starter plant kit. That just makes me think of some meme somewhere that I don't know if it exists, but that would be a fun one. Do you do any kind of uh, graphic design? With I just thought about a meme, so I'm like, do you do graphic design? Um. I can do graphic design per se, but like my main thing is actually 3D artwork. But I've done like logos and like, you know, different posters and stuff like that. But my main thing is like 3D. 3D art. Mm-hmm. And you've done 3D art in what capacity? I've done 3D art for pretty much a little bit of everybody. So I've done artwork for Disney, I've done artwork for Hasbro, Mattel, EA, Activision. I just recently did DreamWorks' um, 25th anniversary logo. So I've done a lot of 3D artwork for a lot of people. Um, I used to work on the Madden football game, the Tiger Woods PGA Tour golf games and stuff like that when I used to um, live down in Orlando, Florida. So I've done artwork for some of the biggest um, animation and art houses that you can think of. And in those spaces, 
were you often like the only black person in the room? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Often I'm typically like the only black person in the room in a lot of spaces. Like sometimes there'll be some other black people, but they might not be artists. They'll probably be like, you know, the testers or something like that. Sometimes a programmer here and there, but yeah, in that field, the uh, the number of black people are in there is very, very low. We're very underrepresented. But what I'll say is when we're there and we're in the room, we're typically some of the best people there. You mean as far as skill goes? Yeah, as far as skill goes, like we're like at the top and like can't be touched by most of our colleagues. Work. Okay. And how I can't imagine how well I actually can kind of imagine how you are received. Like is, is it a grudging kind of thing in these spaces when it's like everybody can recognize that you're the best or are they just supportive and encouraging you? It kinda of depends on where you are. So some companies like, you know, you could be really good, but like they'll try to pin you in a corner and make sure, like you know, you're going to grow to a certain level. The company I'm at now, I've grown so much that I came in as a 3D artist, then became a senior 3D artist, and now I'm an art director. So they're they're very good at handling different personalities and different types of people, and they let you grow as big as you can. So the company I work for now, I definitely love it because they allow you to grow, and typically, race and sex doesn't get in the way. Okay, so you're encouraged there. So, okay, you're a 3D artist Mm -hmm. and you like plants. How do we make that connection between 3D artists and making Rooted Pot? So pretty much what happened was three years ago, I kept seeing everyone talking about 3D printing. And I was just like, okay, I'm a 3D artist. I make things in 3D all the time. It'd be really cool to if I can hold something that I made in 3D, actually 3D printed out, and it's an actual thing I can hold and use. So mm-hmm. I went out and spent a bunch of money on my first 3D printer. It cost me about $1,700, $1,800, and it came all the way from Taiwan. So okay. once I set this thing up and I started doing some test prints and tinkering around with it, and the thing took like two days to put together, right? So now I'm finally mm-hmm. making some prints and, and having fun. I just became instantly addicted. Like everything in my life became about 3D printing. And I just knew that, okay, there's somehow, some way I'm going to use this machine to to spread my, my ability to make good art. And it's, it's just going to be a business and somehow in some way, but it's going to be something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. so with that I'm sitting here when we're 3D printed you gotta do a lot of testing a lot of like you know tinkering with numbers and values and stuff to get like the perfect print because it's, it's not like a regular printer that prints out like pages of paper where you, you hook it up you press print and it just works 3D printers don't work that way you gotta do a lot of tinkering and online mm-hmm. you can get a lot of models for free and someone actually took the, the Nefertiti bus from the museum and 3D scanned it and then put it online for people to 3D print. So oh. during this time, that became um, one of the models that people use the most to test out the printer. And that's the one I was using to test out the printer. So one day I'm doing a print and I'm printing these out like really big, just testing out all the features and making sure I'm getting the best 3D print I can get. And what happens is in the middle of the print, it runs out of filament. And filament is like, like a regular printer has printer ink, 3D printers, they have filament. So it's kind of like the printer ink, but it's, an, it's a plastic that makes the material that you're printing out, right? And in the middle mm-hmm. of the print, it ran out. So 
And like in the middle of Nefertiti's um, headdress, it just stopped printing. So it was just a big giant hole. And I was like, okay, that's a failed print, but the print was nice. So I was like, okay, the settings are good. And I didn't know what to do with it. And I don't like throwing away any of my 3D prints. So I took it off the base and I just put it on my counter next to one of my um, my spider plant. And I was just like, hmm, let me take out the spider plant and put it in the Nefertiti thing. And I guess that'll be my new flower pot. So I take it out, I put it up in there and I give it a little bit of water and I don't think anything of it. I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go back to testing 3D prints and just, it is what it is. What ended up happening was people would come over and then they would see this and they'd be like, yo, that's dope. Where'd you get that from? And I'm just like, oh, it's just a failed 3D print. It's nothing. And people were just like, nah, that's really cool. I would actually pay money for that. Like, can you make me one? And at that point, I was just like, hmm, there's an actual idea here. And even at that point, I still sat on the idea for like a year and a half. That's something that could happen in the back of my head. Because at that time, I was running with a whole bunch of different ideas. I was thinking about making chess pieces. I was thinking about making bow ties. I was thinking about making a whole bunch of different things. But it went to like, you know, my girlfriend moved in with me. And then we started talking. She was like, well, this is really cool. You should probably do this. Well, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead, go full steam ahead, and then just do this right here. Just like that. Just so like that. It was it was a very beautiful accident, like literally a beautiful accident, because if you've seen the pot, then, and I'm, I'm talking to the listeners here, if you've seen the pot, then you know, like, with the precision that, I when I first saw them, I thought that they were, I don't know, because I didn't know anything about you, I thought that you were female, <laughs> and I thought that the pots were you know, made in China somehow, you know, that's how things happen. So when I found out that you were a black business and, you know, a black person, I was just like, whoa, yes, black in the garden, here you come. So I'm so glad that you agreed to join us. And um, I remember (laughs) when I first uh, emailed you, I just made that assumption that you were a female. We cleared that up since, we've since cleared that up. But has so has anything like that happened with you uh, previously where people made that assumption? Oh, yeah. Well, Rooted Pots, pretty much everyone thought I was a female, which was it, it was funny at first. Like I posted it first on Facebook in a group and everyone was like, hey, sis, this is amazing. And this, this, this and that. And I'm talking to my girlfriend. And I'm telling her, I'm like, hey, everyone on here thinks I'm a woman. And I have to keep correcting them and letting them know that I'm a man. And then she just jokingly said, well, you, well, when you let them know and show your face that you're an actual man, you should, re- you should wear a shirt that says, hey, sis. And I was like, yeah, I'll probably do that. So, <laughs> so it's been really Did crazy. Did you do that? Uh, I'm going to get that shirt made. I haven't showed anyone yet. So when people see this interview, everyone's going to know for a fact that I am a man. And what is, oh. what's crazy is somebody um, hit me up in the direct, direct messages on Instagram and she was also mm-hmm. like, hey, sis, I love what you're doing. It's awesome. And I was like, okay, I just want to make sure that we're, we're all clear because I don't want to take advantage of, like, black women, pretend to be a black woman. I was like, I'm not a yeah. woman. Nope. <laughs> I'm a man. And then okay. and then what was funny was that she took that and she was like, oh, I feel like I know, like, one of the greatest secrets right now. And, like, nobody else knows about this. And I was like, they'll learn sooner or later. They'll, yeah, they'll learn because... It's just a matter of time. I know that you're focusing on your product, but of course you will add your whole bio 
to your website so that people can, you know, kind of get that backstory on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on that real soon. I had one up before, but then I kind of took it down because I wanted the focus to be more on the flower pots. But like you said, there's so many people selling our culture to ourselves that aren't us that I was like, OK, mm. I have to let let it know who I am. But then once you emailed me about the podcast, I was like, well, what better way to let people know who I am with an actual interview? And then from there, I can reveal what I look like and everything like that. That's it. Oh, okay. So we're we're both mutually participating in the big reveal. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rooted Pots, the the creator of Rooted Pots is actually a male. It's no big deal because you love black women, obviously. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it, I mean, for me it, uh, as a black man, it's hard for me not to love black women. I mean, I came out of one. My my mom's a black woman, so like when I see black women, it's like you know, to me, it's like the epitome the the highest you can get when it comes to women. They're, they're so amazing. There's so many things that they can do. The history of black women in America and even after is simply just amazing. It's just like, it's kind of hard to not be a really big fan of black women, especially their natural hair. Exactly. Yes, the natural hair. And it's so cool how natural hair ties into the the type of pots that you are producing with it being a head. Like the um, say it for me. The only 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 Okay, how did you come up with that name? Because that's one of the models for your pot. Yeah, so Onile Ola is a Yoruba Nigerian name that my mom actually came up with, and the reason I wanted my mom to come up with the name is because in a Nigerian culture, when you're following the culture, um, your kids are typically named by like your grandparents and stuff like that. So I was named by my grandma. My brothers are named by my grandma. So I was just like, all right, this isn't exactly a kid, but. If I'm really going to go into the heritage and I'm really going to go back there, I want a really nice, powerful name because everyone in my family has powerful names. So yeah, I went to her and I was like, hey, this is the flower pot that I made. I need you to give her a name. And then she was like, okay, I'll, I'll, go, I'll get back to you on that. And she got back to me and she told me the name. She told me what it meant. And I was just like, oh, that's amazing. We, we're definitely going with that. And what does it mean? So Onile Ola and a lot of our names in, um, that we have in our family deal with the whole idea of pretty much like wealth and bringing wealth to the family and wealth to the house. So her name mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the gist of it bring, means the owner of a house of wealth or bringing wealth to a house. So like uh-huh. my full name, Olaimika, means full of wealth. So our whole tradition of our names deal a lot with just bringing in wealth to the family and it doesn't mean like just money it can be like you know knowledge of wealth just pretty much making the household of the family stronger beautiful wow that is so dope how your mom was able to contribute to your product and give it like that much more authenticity with you having that name for that uh particular model i know you you gave us the details on how you came up with the uh, Nefertiti pot. How did you come up with the One Leola model? So with that one, I knew that when I was going to launch this, I was like, I can't just launch Nefertiti because I didn't make that. And I was like, artistically, that's just a no-no. It's like, <laughs> I didn't make it. But it is like mm-hmm. a free-range type of 
piece of artwork where I'm just like, well, it still is our artwork as black people, so I'm still going to use it. But I was like, I have to come out with my own thing because my favorite thing to do is to sculpt heads and faces. So I was like, okay, what can I do that is really going to hit home to the natural hair thing? Because Nefertiti doesn't do that. Nefertiti, with a hole in her headdress, you, you don't read it as like hair. You just read it as, oh, it's a Nefertiti statue that's a flower pot. But yeah. what I really wanted to hit home was the whole idea of using plants as a replacement for the natural hair because that's kind of how our hair grows. It grows up into the sun. It does like a poof. It can even curl and come back down. But our hair is very natural and reacts kind of like plants. So I said, okay, the coolest way to do that might be a woman who's wearing a head wrap. And then the head wrap is the hole. And then any plant you put up in there starts feeling like natural hair. And that's what I just rolled with. And I just... End up like, you know, getting getting a friend um, to wrap her head in the head wrap and then took pictures of it. And then from there, I went on the computer and started sculpting it and then just went over and over it for a long time, just trying to get it perfect. And that's pretty much how she got made. See, everything, every time you explain something with how it came to be, it's just, there's so much thoughtfulness behind it. And you had to go and you sculpted, when you say sculpt, you mean that you were doing that digitally using your 3D art expertise? Yeah, so there's a program called ZBrush, and ZBrush is a program that's pretty much used in movies, video games, and everything, and it's an actual like 3D sculpting program. So it's like, it's like you're sculpting in clay, but you're sculpting in clay in 3D. So it, it, it has its positives and it has its negatives compared to traditional sculpting. Like one's not easier than the other, but it's pretty much like you're actually sculpting actual clay. And then I 3D print that out. And then once I 3D print that out, um, I clean it up. I smooth it out by sanding it because I got to get rid of the 3D print lines. And then from there, I cast mold it. And then I made the duplicates out of resin. So all the flower pots are made out of um, resin. And the cool thing about them mm -hmm. is these flower pots, they don't, they're very hard to break. Because if you drop one, they'll just <laughs> bounce. That is good to know. That is so good to know <laughs> because once once we get them in the house and once, you know, this is definitely for everyone who gets them or will get them in the future will be a very prized possession mm. just with the cultural of it all. So to know that it is very durable, that gives, I'm sure that we can all breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah, and I've told people this on Instagram and people want me to make a video showing how durable it is and I will. But, like, the test I was doing, I would just go out into the street and I would literally just throw it up in the air and just let it fall down. And it would just bounce and I would pick it up again. And I would throw it up in the air, let it fall back down. And it just wouldn't break. The only time I ever got one to break was only Le Ola. And I had to throw that one up in the air seven times. And it only broke because it fell perfectly on the little bun part where it's just like its weakest oh. point. So I was just like, okay, okay, now I know that going forward where I can design ones where I'm just like, all right, there is no weak spot. And I know definitely they won't break. But honestly, no one's going to take a flower pot, go outside, throw it up in the air, and then let it hit the ground like, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten times to watch it break. You you knock that over a counter, it's it's not going to break. First of all, ain't nobody got time for that. And secondly, <laughs> we want to put our pot in, we want to put our plant in it. And we're already going to be upset enough if we should have an accident where uh, the the pot falls on the floor, I mean, it's good to know that the 
pot will be fine, but obviously there's going to be dirt and it's just going to be a big old mess. So at least that will be the only mess and you won't have to be like, oh no, my rooted pot is destroyed. So there, hmm. do you have a guarantee on the product for that reason? I don't have any guarantees on it, but I could probably make one, but then you'll make a guarantee and someone will try to take a sledgehammer to it. So, <laughs> Okay, let's consult with your lawyers about <laughs> what will be I just wanted to make sure that, you know, of course, with you being, you know, our um, official sponsor and all, that everybody knows that this is not only legit, but the quality control is for sure on point. Yeah. So you said that it is, you know, it's made out of this super durable material. How do you get the colors on there? Oh, so for the colors, um, it depends on what color it is, right? So the clear ones, those are a special type of resin that's clear. And then with the clear resin, I add in some color while I'm in the mixing process. And that's how I get like the bluish, greenish color on the clear ones. But for the other ones, what ends up happening is when the resin cures, the regular resin, it's, it's a nice, perfect white. And then from there, I can decide what color I want to make it. So what I end up doing is I got my different colors, my different paints. And then I airbrush them on. And then there's another added process when I'm doing the stone one. That's a two-step process. So for that one, you have to paint it, and then you have to add the texture to it. And that's why that one costs a little bit more than the other ones. Okay. Wow. Yeah, all of these steps. And there's, I mean, I can't say enough how much I appreciate the, the thought and attention that goes into, you know, you just creating this product like the love definitely shows the quality is very apparent just from looking at it you know obviously we're primarily using Instagram with that being such a visual platform and um it's just it's so dope because like I first see it and I'm like okay I I'm totally forgetting about gnomes altogether I mean my whole thing one of the things that I say on the podcast is we're looking for the black gnome all the fairies are white, you know, but I see these pots and I'm like, you know what? We actually could have something that is that is just um, specifically addressing us in our culture, celebrating our culture. So shout out to you. Kudos to you for that. If, if I haven't already given you that a thousand times by now. Um, so with that in mind, um, do you have like white customers? How are your how's your product per- perceived by white people so my products been getting a lot of sales and i can't always tell which one of my customers are black white or, or any race like that but the people i have talked to i can talk to them face and face like you know hey i have this fire pies this this and that usually the response i get from them is like oh this is cool i would buy one if it looked like and then they will say something that's like you know not black not african and it it just boils down to the importance of representation, right? Because like you said, you ha- we yeah. have all these garden gnomes that are white, these garden fairies that are white. And like, you know, white people will buy that because it represents them. But then like, you know, for you and me, we're like, well, where's the one that looks like us? Like representation is just so important. So to see yeah. like the, the idea of, well, this is African. And a lot of times they feel like, oh, this this isn't for me. I'm not allowed to buy it. They're very hesitant. The ones I've met, like in person, where I showed them my product. I see. I can see why that would be. I mean, you know, 
we just don't have enough of, I mean, I'm specifically just thinking along the lines of gardening accessories. We don't, it, it really wasn't there. So what you're doing, it's, it's really filling a void. And I mean, I'm super excited about that because I remember when I first started gardening, uh, seeing that, and I, I have a picture on my um, personal Instagram page with all, with me being in a ceramic store and just a whole aisle, as far as I could see with white gnomes. And I'm just like, don't nobody see no problem with this. I know I'm not being petty. I'm not being unreasonable or unrealistic by expecting representation to be there. And that's also a big part of the reason why eventually it led to us having this conversation on what? Black in the Garden, a Black podcast. Centering Black plant keepers and everything around uh, gardening. So I am so excited that you were able to, you know, be the sponsor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and have this black ass product we are all very thrilled um so tell us how we can find you your product how we can get it i definitely have that discount code coming up for y'all but tell us how we can find it first all right um the way you can get rooted pots is you go to uh, rootedpots.com that's where you can go to the store and order yourself some rooted pots you can also find us on instagram also on there as rooted pots and if you have any troubles or anything like that, you can send us an email at contact at rootedpots.com. Word. Okay. And you know what? I had another question mm-hmm. before I let you go. The process you described, how long does it take from the time someone orders a pot to the time that it is ready to get to Okay, so from the time when someone orders a pot to the time that it's ready, um, it kind of depends on how many orders are in there, but Let's just say that there's no orders and just one order comes in. Let's say it's a large pot. So the time it will take me to create that large pot is, you know, I got to get my resin. I got to mix it up. I got to pour up in there. And then once I pour up in there, it takes about 30 minutes to an hour for it to, like, cure and dry. Then once I take that out, then I have to sand it and then clean it up, which takes about another, like, five to ten minutes. Then I have to wait for it to dry. Mm. Then I have to prime it, which takes about another 10 minutes or so to prime it. And then, depending on what color someone takes, I have to take the color, paint it on there, wait for that to dry. So painting it on there takes like another 10 minutes. And then waiting for it to dry. So after all that, I put on the protective coat. Then I put it in the box and I have it ready to ship. So if someone orders one and there are no other orders, I can typically get it out the next day but typically there's a lot of orders coming in all at the same time so typically if you if you make an order you're probably going to get it it's probably going to ship maybe five business days after you put in the order and then you'll have to wait like three to five days for shipping okay okay that's reasonable but you know when you're getting to, to see you just kind of explain the difference between you personally like uh hand making and crafting this product with the resin and the mold and everything versus you know we order something off a of wish or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> it covers and it's taking forever just because it's freaking china yeah so and the good thing is so that is good and the good thing is we're making all of them you know like every order is handmade by me so 
there's definitely a higher quality control where it's like, okay, I'm, this can't slide because there's just this mark here. I might have to remake one. I have to like fix it. Like, so it's definitely, you're definitely getting your quality when I'm making them every single one by hand and making sure that it reaches that perfect, perfect look so that you're happy when you get it. That is so dope. Wow. Well, Yinka, it has been a, a pleasure uh, having this conversation with you and getting all this information out to the listeners and everyone who is definitely going to be getting Rooted Pot. And, you know, some of you will be able to win with this giveaway, which we will get into. But Yinka, once again and again and again, thank you so much for joining us on Black in the Garden. And I would like to wish you love, light, and soil. Thank you. Thank you very much. So by now, I'm sure you're probably wondering, when is she going to get into the details for the giveaway? It's here. No further ado. And I thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we're very excited, obviously, to be able to uh, give a few people the opportunity to get free bands, y'all. Free rooted pots. That's right. So there's going to be three winners. And the instructions are very simple. I mean... I like to create a little bit of suspense and, you know, we just try to make sure everybody's paying attention. We, I, me, myself, Cola be talking. I want y'all to listen to Black in the Garden. I mean, no, shameless plug. No, no surprise there. So I appreciate you for listening and let's get into the details of the giveaway, shall we? All right. So by now you should already be following Black in the Garden and Rooted Pots on Instagram. Now this is a giveaway that will be on the platform of Instagram, but make sure that you understand that this giveaway is not endorsed by Instagram. All right. So follow black in the garden. All right. That is at black in the garden. Also follow at rooted pots. All right. That's R O O T E D pots. All the links are in the show notes as well as the Instagram, the respective Instagram pages. All right. So stay with me. We're going to follow Black in the Garden and follow Rooted Pots. We are also going to follow the hashtags Rooted Pots and hashtag Black in the Garden. That's pretty simple, right? Y'all keeping up. All right. So now it gets fun. This is where you get your friends involved. Tag three different friends who would love to rock a Rooted Pot. All right. That needs to be in separate comments. We need engagement. Y'all tell everybody and make sure that you're tagging your three different friends in three separate comments on the Black in the Garden giveaway post, as well as the Rooted Pots giveaway post. All right. These are really dope pots. Okay. And there are, I'm getting there, but I'm just making sure that you understand. And this will be posted on the Instagram page in writing on uh, the day after this show goes live. So don't fret if you're trying to write it all down. You know, we're just wanting to give a heads up to the listeners, kind of like as an exclusive, you know what I'm saying? You're just trying to do something special, something cute for the 2020. So make sure that you are tagging your three different friends in separate comments on the Black in the Garden giveaway post and the Rooted Pots giveaway post. All right. And 
each comment will be counted as an entry. Now that is three comments, of course, like I said, of your three different friends, family, your mom and them, it don't matter. But I mean, you can tag more. Now, don't get me wrong. You can tag more because we want everybody to know. But as far as the max entries go for those tags, you would need to make sure that that is that is a maximum of three as far as what you can expect for your entries. Okay, so we're going to post or if you want to post in your stories or even if you want to post on your page, you know, just that extra share tagging black in the garden and rooted pots that will count as three additional entries. All right. Y'all keeping up botanical brothers, soil sisters, plenty peeps, make sure that you are tagging black in the garden and rooted pots. If you want to go ahead and share in your stories, you want to go ahead and share on your, your respective feeds, you may do so. We, you're definitely encouraged to do so. Now make sure that your account is public to participate. If you private, I get it. Like I truly do get it. I do be wanting to be private most of the time, but when it comes to these types of things, you need to be public to participate. So there's that. And also tune into the next episode, which is next Tuesday, January 14th. I'll just say it. Yep. Make sure that you tune into the next episode of Black in the Garden to hear the first announcement of the winners of this here giveaway. All right. Now it will be posted, uh, I think a day or two, I want to say about January 16th, it'll be posted on the, the Instagram post. There'll be that update with the winners, which good luck to y'all. I cannot wait for y'all to get this. And, uh, so we'll be picking three winners. Did I say that already? We'll be picking three winners and those winners will be selected on the day of the next episode, Tuesday. Three lucky winners will be selected, not announced, selected on Tuesday, January 14th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. Take note of the date and the time and the time zone. That is January 14th, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. At that point, the post will be updated as closed. All right. And so, yes, that announcement of the winners, that initial announcement will occur on January 14th. That will be this upcoming Tuesday where you'll be able to enjoy the next episode, of course, with a very special guest. All right. That is when we will announce our winners. So there will be, guess what? This is my favorite. This is my favorite part about the the opportunity here. Do y'all see this opportunity? to win not one but two rooted pots the winner each each winner three winners remember that will win not one but two rooted pots so we'll have our first prize winner our second prize winner and our third prize winner third first place second place third place however you want to put that uh, because the the winners will get an assortment two pots of a size that is indicative of the, of the, um, the place, you know, the first place of course gets like the largest pot, obviously the third place gets smaller, but what you do get to do is you get to customize your pots. You get to select which pot you would like to have 
We have One Leola. Oh, I love saying that. I feel so fancy and fly saying, <laughs> saying One Leola. And I definitely got myself together because I needed that, um, that little bit of help from Yinka to make sure I say that right. But you can win that pot or you can win the Nefertiti pot. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, you get to select. You can get two Nefertiti, two on a Leola, however you want to do it. You can even pick the color that you would like to have. And so that's that's it, y'all. And so also make sure that you keep in mind, and all of this will be posted on the Instagram page, but make sure that you keep in mind to be patient uh, once you uh, win. You know, good luck to everybody. There's three people who are listening who will be uh, just in a matter of about three weeks holding on to their own rooted pot. And so that takes it because he described the creation process and I had that description on purpose in here so that y'all can understand that there is a process. Let's trust and respect the process. Okay. It takes seven to 10 days to create this pot and to make sure that you get it right and get it fly and get it looking good for you. And then also keep in mind that there could be two to five shipping days. All right. So just want to make sure that we understand all the details as far as what to expect for what's going to happen with this giveaway. Once again, good luck, good luck, good luck. Everybody make sure that you enter this giveaway and support Affiliate link is in the show notes. Affiliate link is also black. Wait, no, it's Linktree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash black in the garden so that you can get that 10% hookup, hookup, excuse me, y'all. 10% hookup and make sure that you are supporting by purchasing through our affiliate link for black in the garden so that you can support the podcast. And we thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance. What a way to get into the 2020, our first episode of black in the garden. We did it. Celebrating another win. Look, you see how that works? Celebrate your wins. All right, do a thing. Don't worry about perfection. Just do it and make sure that you do your best. All right, you can't fail if you tried or something like that. You know what I'm trying to say. But yes, make sure that you are following Black in the Garden on Instagram and uh, send all your questions or entrepreneurship intentions or questions as well into blackinthegarden at gmail.com. And uh, make sure that you're checking for those giveaway details because we want y'all to win a rooted pot and definitely go to the links in the show notes so that you can support Black in the Garden and Rooted Pots and get you a discount on Rooted Pots. And we want to wish you love, light and soil.